Baby girl, who told you money doesn't grow on trees? Or let me guess, someone told you money is the root of all evil. While this seems like good reasoning and legit, let me let you in on a little secret. This is why you're still broke. Wealth is a mindset. Wealth is in your daily habits. Wealth is for everyone, not just the chosen few. My name is Candace Young. I'm a credit repair expert. I love long walks to the bank, and I'm determined to help you embrace your finances so you can be confident in building wealth regardless of your current income. Welcome to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's time to start building wealth now. Hey, rich girls. Hey, it's your girl Candice, and I have something super special to share with you guys. Throughout the podcast, I heavily discuss how important it is to pray, manifest, and speak the things you want into existence. With that being said, on Thanksgiving weekend, 2021, I will be releasing the Money Mindset Affirmation Cards. The first step in creating wealth is to believe that you're worthy of it. The second step is to purchase these Money Mindset Affirmation Cards. These cards will help you unlock the potential for wealth. I am living proof that these cards work, and I'm so excited to share them with you guys. These cards aren't just a wonderful thing to gift yourself. They're also a perfect gift for that rich girl in your life who might just need an extra nudge in the right direction. I cannot wait for you guys to get these money mindset affirmation cards in your hands and continue the journey to being a rich girl. Toodles. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's your girl, Candice, and I will be your host as usual. Happy Money Making Monday, ladies. I am so, so glad you decided to join me this week. You already know how we kick off each and every episode. First things first, I'm sending you all of the good vibes. That's number one. Number two, let's get into your weekend. Did you practice self-care this weekend? Did you prioritize yourself this weekend? I hope you answered yes to both of those questions. And if you didn't, you have been listening to this podcast for too long not to prioritize self-care, especially on the weekend. You got to carve out time for yourself, sis. Absolutely 100%. So that's the first thing. We always kick it off with the good vibes. We always kick it off with the weekend chat. For me, huge basketball fan, as those who have been around for a while know, it was All-Star Weekend. And to be completely honest, I was asleep before the games started. I ate a lot and I, you know, we partied, we We really enjoyed our weekend, and so I really didn't make it to see the games or the dunk contest, but All-Star Weekend is something that I'm always, it's going to be on the TV, even if it's just watching me, because I'm a huge basketball fan. My brother played basketball all his life. He still plays basketball, and I learned from him, and so I know how to play ball, haven't played in a few years, but definitely one of my favorite sports to watch and play. So All-Star Weekend was lit, but on Saturday, I visited this plant store in Virginia Beach that I am obsessed with. The aesthetic is everything. They have every plant you could think of, and you guys know I'm a plant mom. So shout out to my fellow plant moms out there. It's a struggle. You got to care for your plants. The, The plant babies need a lot of attention. So I actually ran up there to get some pots for my plants, some newer pots, because One of my plants is kind of growing all over and I need a bigger pot for her. So I really, really enjoyed that. That was my self-care. And just a quick example of how 
your self-care doesn't have to be this huge event, right? Like when women, I think when as women, when we think about self-care, we're like, we need to block off the whole day. We need to go get a massage and, you know, uh, take a bath with bath bombs and we need to pour wine and read an entire book. Like you don't like I spent an hour riding to the store, looking around, picking out my pots, came back home and could resume my day as normal. Right. But that was my self-care. That was what I chose as self-care this past Saturday. So anyway. As you guys know, I share three of my top money lessons that I've already learned in 2022 in my last episode. So I hope you guys tuned into that. Actually, I hope you've listened to every episode until now. But if you're just getting here, understand that this is the rich girls playground. We are here to talk all things women and finances and what that means for us when we prioritize our finances. We are prioritizing ourselves. We are allowing ourselves to live in luxury because we are paying down debt. We are increasing our credit score so that we can do more and be more at the end of the day. So anyway, I've got a little itch in my throat. I'm sorry, y'all, but you know, I'm I'm with y'all. I'm here. It's not allergies like like a few months back. So I'm just... um, I think the weather change in Virginia has me a little, hmm, you know, but it's all good. We're here. So with that being said, I want to make sure that we get into, I I want to say this is a really good topic because of the day that this lands on, right? It's February 28th. It's the last day of February and it's getting ready to be the first week of March. So besides it being my birthday month, besides March being my birthday month, right? I really want to make sure that throughout the month of March, right? We celebrate women. It's women's month. It's my birthday month. It's the month that kicks off spring. There's a lot going on, right? And to be honest with you, if you're like me, you can find something to celebrate every week, every day, every month. And so that doesn't change or that shouldn't change our habits and our and the consistent habits that have gotten us to where we are today. And what I mean by that, right? Like as that relates to your finances, like if you reflect on your budget or your spending plan at the end of the month, like don't let that slack because something big is coming, right? For me, I cannot let anything slack in Q1 because hear me out, okay? <laughs> Christmas just passed, right? February is Valentine's Day. It's also me and my fiance's anniversary. March is my birthday. April is his birthday and my mom's birthday. May is my little sister's birthday. And let me just back up. February, my brother has a birthday too. But me and my big bro- me and my big brother don't really do gift exchanges. It's more so like, hey, big bro, happy birthday, whatever. But still, right? So there's so much to celebrate. How do we get focused and make sure that we are staying true and faithful to our financial goals for the year, right? So we're going to talk today about some ways to reflect at the end of the month. Let's say slash. If I was writing this, I would say reflect on the end of the month slash beginning of the month because this particular Monday happens to end a month and tomorrow starts a new month, right? 
some people review their finances every day, every week, once a month, but I highly recommend that at least once a month you're reviewing your savings, your credit score, your, and this is for ladies who are on a financial freedom journey. I know we all rich girls, right? But if we're continuing to try to evolve our financial situation at the end of every month and at the beginning of the month, we should absolutely at minimum, we should be looking, we should be reviewing our finances and just making sure that it makes sense for what we're trying to accomplish at the end of the year, right? Right now, January looks far, right? Next January seems far, but it's really not because we're already starting about to kick off March, right? So if we're already about to kick off March, look at how fast this year has gone by. I remember, you know, bringing in a new year, celebrating and having that whole, I don't know what day it is because it's the holidays feeling, right? And, you know, we jumped right into January. We started rocking and rolling, jumped into February, got all of that out the way. And now we're getting ready to jump into March. And guess what? Q1 is over. What were your savings goals for Q1? Sometimes it's as simple as asking yourself, what are my financial goals? Because that's going to answer whether or not you are taking the right actions against those goals. So one of the first questions I want you to ask yourself when you reflect on your finances at the end, beginning of the month is, what are those financial goals? Do you have them written down? Do you have a money notebook? Is it in your notepad in your phone, right? What are those financial goals? And honestly, this is really a great time to review whether or not those goals make sense for you. I'll tell you right now, like lots of people are moving in different directions as it as it relates to their finances. And by that, I mean, some people are leaving their jobs. Some people are starting new jobs. There's a gap in income, whatever that means. So if you set this really, really big goal, it's okay to come back and reevaluate and see if that makes sense. And when you are getting ready to wrap up a quarter, in a year, January, February, March, this is a perfect time to reevaluate and take a look at those goals and see like, does this make sense for me? Does it make sense for me to send $500 a week to my savings account, right? Should I knock that down? Should I increase it? It does this make sense for me? And when I say to ask yourself, what are your financial goals? I say that because that will let you know if you have solid financial goals, you should be able to spit that out to me very easily. You should be able to say, I want to buy a house next year. I want to buy a new car. I want to pay off some debt. I want to pay off my student loans. You should be able to spit out your financial goals very easily. And behind that, you should have a plan for each of those goals. That's why I make sure to let people know, like, don't set 17 financial goals for the year. You have to get very specific and you need to minimize it to three to five financial goals a year, period. Do not say you want to do 10 things because you will be overwhelmed, right? Do not put 10 things down for financial goals, right? Let me give you some examples. Paying off debt. Paying off debt is a financial goal. And I want you to pat yourself on the back right now 
I don't care where you at or how crazy you look, but I want you to pat yourself on the back right now. If you have gotten close or have met one of your financial goals already, was you going to pay off that capital one card? Did you get close to paying it off? Is it almost paid off? Is it paid off? Pat yourself on the back and celebrate yourself because you are that much closer to reaching your financial goals for the year. That's it. Paying off debt. That is an example of a solid financial goal. Now, of course, you should be getting super granular in your notes, right? What debt do you want to pay off? How much do you want to pay a month? What does that look like for the year? How much will you be paying a month, a week, bi-weekly, whatever that looks like? Of course, there has to be a plan behind it. But the initial statement, this is where we got to hold ourselves accountable, y'all. We talked about this on the last episode. That initial statement, Candace, I want to pay off debt. Great. What does that look like for you? Oh, well, you know, I got this card and I think I want to pay this one off. Eh, eh. I'm going to stop you right there. Get a notebook out. Pull your notepad up on your phone. I don't care what you do. Write down all of your debt. Highlight what you want to pay off. I know everybody's like, oh, girl, please. Like, I'm not about to write down my student loans debt. Write it down. You never know what you can accomplish until you write it down. You may be able to make a dent on your student loan payments. You're just too scared to write it down. That that scares a lot of people out of a lot of goals, right? Like I remember I used to write down, like I want to lose 60 pounds. That was scary, right? But I did it. As I wrote it down, I made a plan. I went keto and I spun until I couldn't spin anymore. And I did it. You have to write these things down, ladies. Like you must, it's a must. And gentlemen, if there's any gentlemen out there listening, but you already know how we give it up for the rich girls, write it down. Another really solid goal, another really solid financial freedom goal, saving for retirement. You want to save for retirement, right? You might want to retire in five years. You might be retiring in 50 years, whatever that looks like, right? You want to save for retirement. Now, let's put a plan down right? What does that look like for you? How much money do you want to have in your retirement savings account? What do you want that to look like? And by the way, this is probably one of the hardest financial goals. You definitely need to talk to somebody like go to your bank, find out about what goes on at your job with the 401k. When it relates to your, for my business owners, like, please let me know what is, what is happening at the end of the month, right? In the first year of business, I think a lot of business owners are in the hole, right? Not in debt, but like they're breaking even, right? So if you're in your second or third year of business, like let's talk about it, right? What does that look like for you? When do you want to stop working? (laughs) Essentially, right? When do you want to stop working, right? What does that look like for you? Another goal is of course, buying a house, right? Like buying a house. So many people are in the market to buy a home right now, right? My fiance is a realtor. So I already know what's going on out there. Okay. So many people are in the market to buy a house. And if I'm being honest, like just to go on one of my little tangents, I feel like the the pandemic did that. I feel like people wanted home ownership and, and that was a goal. But like when you, when people realize like, okay, This is a space that I could potentially have to sit in due to a shutdown, right? I want my space to be a certain way. I want to have a certain amount of space. I want to be able to leave my spouse downstairs or in the man cave or in another room or whatever 
and go in another room and have some quiet time. I think a lot of people came out the pandemic feeling like I'm purchasing me a house. Also keep in mind, there were folks who started to like build a house and then all of a sudden everything got shut down. I have a friend who had to rent an apartment because they had sold their home, but their new home hadn't been built yet, right? So when you think about these type of things, you have to think about the deeper reason that people want to be homeowners. Now, everybody don't want to be a homeowner, right? Some people want the penthouse, you know, the apartment with the view, um, you know, the tiny New York City apartment. I ain't mad at y'all, right? But like some people want to buy it, right? Right? Like you still want to buy it sometimes. You still want to have that ownership piece of it. So whatever that looks like for you, that's a solid financial goal, right? Building an emergency fund. That's another super solid financial goal. And another one that really rings hard when it comes to the pandemic, right? Because there were people who y'all already know about the mass exit. Like if if you're on TikTok, you already know people are quitting their jobs and you know, I'm not doing this anymore and all of that. There's a whole wave, right? Like this mass resignation, right? And I'm telling you, there's such a small amount of people that have an emergency fund that have four to six months of bills, right? Like of expenses saved up somewhere. There's such a small amount. So then you you leave your job or you do whatever, right? And now you hustling. An emergency fund could give you the opportunity to relax a little bit. You don't gotta go super hard and go hustle mad crazy because there's a little bit of money in the bank and you can pay your bills for at least four months. So yeah, don't get me wrong. You still gotta get out there and hustle. But it's not that urgency like I really don't know how I'm going to pay my rent or my mortgage or my light bills. It's not that urgency. It's like, well, I got it for four months. So I think I'm going to just take a week off and just rest my brain. These are the options, ladies, that I be talking about when I'm talking about financial freedom. We we create options and opportunities for ourselves when we make our finances a priority. I hope that's landing for somebody. I hope that's making sense. Like I'm not just a woman that's always talking about getting more money. Yes, get more money, 100%, absolutely. But when you get more money, you have more choices. And that's just the reality. I talk to people, right? I career coach on the side as well. I talk to people that are so miserable in their jobs that I just wanna tell them to quit. I know they can't, I know they got bills, but I just wanna tell them to quit. So you know what I do instead? We having a career conversation and I'll be like, but do you got an emergency fund though? <laughs> I plug in the finances everywhere, ladies. So if you ever have a conversation with me, just know, I'm gonna ask you an uncomfortable question. It's gonna happen. If you if you talking about finances, if you, maybe you not even talking about finances, I'm gonna ask the uncomfortable questions, period. So now that we talked about some examples of financial goals, right? You need to review those. They need to be somewhere that you can easily get to them and you need to review them at the end of each month because you need to understand where you are. What kind of traction do you have on your goals? And people might say, ah, Candace, this February. Yeah, and it's gonna be May in a little while, Memorial Day. It's gonna be July 4th. And before you know it, we are gonna be cutting the turkey again. And we're not going into the, a, new, a new year broke. We just not doing it. I'm not allowing it. Okay. So now that we know some examples of what financial goals are, now we need to talk through what it looks like to review those, right? 
what kind of questions should you be asking yourself? I am a huge advocate of self-reflection and asking yourself these questions, right? How do you manage your finances? How did you manage your finances in February? How? What did you do? Did you start a notepad in your phone, which I'm famous for that. I'm not even going to lie. Like I sell a budgeting spreadsheet because it was the first tool that I used in my financial freedom journey, but I write everything down in a notebook. I got a money notebook and then I have a notepad dedicated strictly to my bills. So I might write like February, I might say like, Hey, here's my income that I know is my solid income. And then I just start plucking away at what the bills are all the way down to the nitty gritty, right? Like put a, put 200 away for target. Right. I even like, if my friends have a birthday coming up, I'm like, okay, here's how much I'm allocating for their present. Like I get down to the nitty gritty, but again, this took years of practice and this took just years of messing up. You know what I mean? Like messing up my finances and just finally realizing that I had to do something different. So how did you manage your finances in February? Are you closer to your financial goals or are you further from your financial goals? And listen, listen, I want to be very sensitive to the fact that life happens. And if something, if an event happened in your life that caused you to dip into your savings or caused you to spend more money than you expected to that month, I'm not trying to come at you at all. Just understand that because I know that life happens. I just had... Christmas hit me. Valentine's Day hit me. Um, I did seven days of love for my fiance, which means I bought a present for seven days until Valentine's Day. Then I took us out for massages, right? He spent his 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 coins and, and he did a whole rack of stuff for me. But as the woman, right, and and my audience who I'm relating to, right, I did it big. And so, you know, some things cost more than I expected them to cost, but but we were committed at that point, right? And so we made it happen. So if there was an event that happened in in this month or last month or over the past few months that caused you, that caused your financial goals to take a little bit of a hit, it happens, right? It happens. And how do we come back from that? How do we ensure that we come back from that strong, right? Is there somewhere else that we need to tighten up to compensate for that, right? But that's a huge question to ask yourself. How did you manage your finances last month? And the harder question to ask is, what are you going to do different? And sometimes, ladies, I know this is going to, listen, I know this is going to knock your socks off, but sometimes you need to recognize that you didn't practice self-care enough. Sometimes you need to say like, wow, there is nothing on my bank statement that was for something that was for me. I did nothing for myself this past month. I've been there. Trust me when I tell you. So it's not always about, oh, I messed up. I didn't save enough. I didn't do enough. Sometimes it's about recognizing you didn't do enough for yourself. And listen, I know sometimes we in a mean hustle, we in a mean grind. It's like, I'm not buying myself no shoes. I'm not buying myself no bags. I get that. But like I said to you at the beginning of the episode, self-care could be taking a walk in the park. It don't have to be this super expensive experience. Like I said, I went to the plant store. And and let's be clear, a, a gift card, uh, that was part of my Christmas present from Bay, a gift card to the plant store. So 
I've had this gift card since December and I just went out there because it's, it's a nice ride from where I live, but I didn't even really, I spent $3 cause I, I spent the gift card and then I spent, um, you know, I had gotten, it ended up being $3 over and I was it. But I took a 20 minute ride and it was my self-care for the weekend. It was cheap. It cost me barely nothing. And it made me so happy. And sometimes when we are reflecting on our finances at the end of the month, sometimes we have to admit that we didn't do enough for ourselves. We have to admit that we need to practice more self-care in this next month. So what does that look like? Okay. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's just recap real quick before we, before we continue financial goals. What are your financial goals? That's what I want you to ask yourself today. At some point when you get off, when you get home, um, just on the ride home, whatever that looks like for you, whatever your commute looks like for you review in your head. I ain't even telling y'all to pull the notebook out yet. Review in your head. What are your financial goals? What you trying to do? What are you really trying to do? Don't think small. What are you really trying to do? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to move out your parents' house? Are you in the middle of like a breakup and like you just need to get your own place? I mean, listen, ladies, it... So, so much happens. I mean, listen, so I watched this show called Sisters on BET. It's about four young black women, very successful young women who are friends and they are navigating their relationships and their careers. It's a Tyler Perry show. So if you ain't with it, you ain't with it. It's cool. I enjoy the show. I watch it every week. I think it's very well done. Um, and it's hilarious at the end of the day. Um, but if you don't do Tyler Perry, then this is the most Tyler Perry it gets. Just know that (laughs) if you do Tyler Perry, then you understand what I'm saying. But there is right now, and if you're not caught up, I'm sorry. But right now, what we're seeing is a man, right? Matter of fact, if you're not caught up, you, you, I still may not leak anything, but what we are, what we are witnessing right now is a man spending an astronomical amount of money trying to get this woman back in his life. And the funny thing about it is that the woman in in question is essentially rich. I mean, when I say rich, right, she's one of us. Like she's got a really nice place, a really nice car. She dresses very, very nice. Um, She has it together. She has her shit together. Ain't no doubt about that. So what I really love about this particular storyline is that the money is not exciting her. The money's not exciting her because she got it. You feel me? I'm not saying that every woman who might be struggling financially gets excited by money. But I mean, let's be very clear and transparent here, right? If a man comes through and you are struggling, listen, I had somebody say to me one time, like, listen, I'm getting ready to move in with this guy because he he's paying the bills. I'm like, but do you like him? Right? Like, I'm like asking these questions, but you know, she was in a, in a tough financial situation and she was just like, yeah, I'm about to just move in with him. Like just to hold it down for a few months. I'm like, you know how terrible that's going to be if it ends up not working out with y'all and you really just moved in just so he could pay the bills. Like, nah. Right. So I highly 
highly recommend it against that. But what I love to watch on this show is how she is not impressed. She's not impressed by this money. In fact, what's really, really funny about this, the whole situation is there was a small surprise that he set up, right? That probably cost some money, but not half as much or even near what he spent on some other things. And that was what she was excited about. She got excited about the not really the money piece, right? The cars, the home. She got excited about a smaller surprise that he set up for her. And it just brings my heart so much joy that they are illustrating a woman, right? And a minority woman, right? Who is an attorney who has money, who is very clearly not interested in this man's money right? So he is throwing all of this money at her. And I mean, you know, in the form of things, right? He is throwing all of this money at her and she is not moved. And I'm telling you, ladies, you make better decisions when you got money in a bank. I'm just keeping it 1000 with y'all. Y'all know I don't sugarcoat. You literally like you just make better decisions when you have money in a bank. You don't need nobody. So the people that are in your life and around you, it's because you want them there. You don't need anybody. Now, I ain't knocking nobody that needs their person, right? That, l- listen, I know couples who are living in an apartment and, and you know, they're getting or living in a house, whatever, and they're they're getting their paychecks and they're putting their paychecks together and they're hustling and they, they're trying to better their situation. And that's cool, too. Hey, listen, I pinched pennies. Y'all already know if you go back to season one, like I, I got kicked out of my place and everything, right? Like I had the t- worst money habits. I was pinching pennies for sure. There's nothing wrong with that if that's where you're at in your journey. But understand that we want to make that choice. I want to make that choice to hustle with you. I want to make that choice to be in that situation with you. I don't want to be there because I got to be because you holding it down. I got to hold myself down at the end of the day. And that's why I have always told women like, listen, I don't care if it's six months, you got to live by yourself for a little while. You got to know what your company, what your own company is like. You got to know that you're not annoying. Listen, because I watch some of these reality dating shows and I ain't going to hold y'all up. Some of these women, I see why they single, right? But you got to spend some time with self to understand. You got to, you got to be like, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't be that hard on that. Right. But I just want my, I just want anybody who's connected to me and anybody who listens to this podcast to never settle and to understand that you should never be in a situation due to finances because you don't have it together and you're not able to make a move that you want to make a move that you want to make. Right. That's so huge to me. And I think like Honestly, as I'm recording this, like I'm honestly feeling like that's part of my purpose is to help women have choices, to help women understand that, you know, you don't want to be in a situation where somebody else is calling the shots. Now, I ain't mad at at women who are at home, right? And a man is paying all the bills and, and all of that. That's wonderful. Still have your own money though, sis. 
I ain't mad at nobody that's being well kept. I'm on my way to that lifestyle, I hope. <laughs> so I ain't mad at nobody that's kept, right? But understand this, still have your bag, sis. Start a business or, you know, if it's a situation where, you know, y'all got a joint account, like get you a little account, start putting some savings in there. Make sure you got something on the side for a rainy day because you just never know. Life happens. Life happens. You just never know. So ensure that you are protected for real, like for real. Okay. So yeah, so because of what day it is, and because we're heading into a new month, I really want to make sure that you guys head into this month, feeling strong and feeling confident about your financial goals and your self care goals, right? Get your hair done, get your nails done, make sure there's money in a budget for that. If that's your thing, right? Whatever your thing might be, I'm very much like salon, nail salon, you know, go buy myself a new dress. That's little self-care for me. But whatever your self-care looks like, like buy yourself the bath bomb, right? Buy yourself the canvas and the and the art supplies, like whatever that looks like. Buy yourself the flowers. <laughs> whatever that looks like, whatever self-care looks like for you, make sure you practice that. But I'm telling y'all ladies, this is the day. Sit down with your notepad or your notebook, review your financial goals, remind yourself what your financial goals are. Okay. And then reflect on how you, on what actions you took last month to either reach those goals or what actions you lacked that, that caused you to not reach those goals. Right. For me, I set weekly, monthly, and quarterly and yearly goals, right? Now that's big boy shit. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I wasn't always like that. So if your goals are monthly, Cool. No problem. Right. This is the perfect time to reflect. But really, we should be looking through like how we spent throughout the week, how we spent that day. I'm gonna have to introduce y'all to a no spend day next month, too, as well. Um, Or I'm sorry, next episode, because I do a no spend day every week. And basically, I pick one day a week for the whole month that I'm not going to spend no money. It's usually Wednesdays. I don't know why Wednesdays works so well for me, but it's usually Wednesdays. I don't spend no money. We call it Wealthy Woman Wednesdays. I don't spend no money on nothing outside. So you got to make sure it is that you got to prep for this though, right? You got to prep for shit like this. You got to make sure there's groceries in the house. You got to, and of course, if an emergency or something comes up, that don't count, but you got to make sure there's food in your house. You got to make sure no appointments are coming up where you got to spend money, like no money, no spend day. We're going to get into that in the next episode, but reflect, reflect. And I know this is a podcast about money, but reflect on all your goals, reflect on your career goals, your business goals, your financial goals, your self-love goals, right? Are you journaling? Are you meditating? Are you working out? Are you eating right? Are you drinking your water every day? Reflect on all of your goals at the end of the month and come back stronger the next month. March is going to be an amazing month for us, y'all. It's women's month. So let's be very clear. We got to stunt. We got to represent all month, all year, every day period. But March is especially special because it's Women's Month and I want to see y'all flourish. I really want to see y'all thrive. So y'all already know the count. You could book a consultation with me. We could review your finances and look through all of that together and just see what's going to be the best steps for you. YouTube, look on, um, you know, look online, look up how to set your financial goals up, Google all of this and make sure you have a plan that you can execute on that makes sense for your lifestyle. 
everything, something might make sense for your friend. You might hear a friend say, yeah, I saved five racks already. Or you might hear a friend say, yeah, I saved $2,000 already. You ain't running a race. Let them save and do what they got to do. What makes sense for you, the individual? That's one of the biggest things I had to really take into account in my financial freedom journey, because when I started my financial freedom journey, I'll be honest, I was seeing a lot of my friends get lit on the financial side, right? Getting new jobs, getting raises. And I was like, dang, like I need to make more money, right? That's when I realized like, I need to make more money. This ain't even about me mismanaging money. I got to get more money. And you can, if you want to go back to the episode title, ask for the races, know this about me. I'm going to always ask for the raise, sis. (laughs) You already know. I'm going to always ask for the money very politely, but I'm going to always ask about the money. Right. And honestly, that comes from knowing my worth. And I highly encourage you to take that journey as well. Know your worth, know what it looks like for you in your career, in your business space, whatever, whatever your income looks like, know your worth and don't settle for less. So I hope that this episode resonated for you guys. I hope that it made sense that we talked about reflecting on your financial goals because it's the end of the month. And I hope that you are setting yourself up for success in March, April, May, June, July, August, September, (laughs) for this year, for 2022. I hope that you are setting yourself up for success. I hope that you are making more money than you've ever made. I hope that you are feeling better than you've ever felt. And I hope that you just continue on a journey of self-love and financial freedom and self-care and just continue to do everything you do out of love and continue to pour into your passions and just continue to thrive and flourish in this life this year. So again, I hope that these things resonated for you. I hope that me sharing what financial goals are, what they look like, And how to reflect on them will help you reflect tonight at some point, um, maybe tomorrow morning, whatever that looks like for you. Whenever you're listening to this episode, you can reflect on your finances on a random Tuesday. It doesn't have to be tonight, but I'm telling you, when you review those finances and you're like, I need to move differently in March, it just hits different. Okay, it hits different. So make sure you guys, if you can squeeze in 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes to review this and get into that, that would make me very happy. (laughs) So that would be your gift, your birthday gift to me. Please review your finances and just understand better where you are and where you want to be. And and what does the middle ground look like for you? Right. What does what does in between all of that look like? But anyway. I hope you have an amazing week. I hope that you are ready to attack this week and be as productive as you want to be and rest as much as you want to be and get everything that you want to get done, done, right? I hope that your heart and your soul and your mind feels good. I hope your body feels good. I'm wishing you much health, much wealth, much success. And I hope that you continue to show up as your happiest, wealthiest and kindest self every day. Thank you so much for pulling up to the Rich Girls Table today. I hope that you enjoyed the episode and I cannot wait to connect with you guys on Money Making Monday next week. Take care, Rich Girls. Toodles. You hear that? It sounds like money flowing into your bank account. Thanks so much for tuning in with your girl on the Money Mindset Queen podcast. You made a choice today to grow mentally and financially and to attract abundance. 
help someone else out and send this their way because we all deserve a life full of health, wealth, and abundance. And there's no need to wait. Make sure you tag us while listening or head over to Your Credit Queen on Instagram to learn more on how we can snatch your credit score in no time and come up with a plan that works for you to get your finances in order this year. Until next week, remember, rich is hard and broke is hard. You get to choose your heart.